You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 45. Welcome to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. And today we have an awesome episode. As always, I am honored that you spend this time with me. I know we have a lot of time now. Um, so people keep saying uh, my to-do list doesn't seem to get any shorter. Um, been clicking off a lot of things for the college speaking career, reaching out to people on LinkedIn to get them on the podcast, just uh, figuring out ways to stay productive and stay in a positive mindset during this Corona COVID crisis where we're all on lockdown inside of our homes. Hopefully this finds you in a good place, a nice space where you're able to still uh, get your college learning in, go online, get the assignments done that have been brought to you. Hopefully you're still paying attention to your physical aspects, working on your diet, um, your nutrition strategy, which is what I prefer to call it, um, going out, getting a walk-in, a hike-in, whatever you're able to do while maintaining social distancing. Um, obviously, your emotions and your mental state during all of this are going to be extremely important. So I really hope that you're putting in some effort, whether you're listening to more of my episodes to, to figure out how you can start to intertwine this in with your current strategies. If you're over there listening to other podcasts, YouTube, just be really mindful how you're using social media moving forward during the next month or so, because it does look like this is going to last until sometime in May. And we really don't even know if that's going to be the deadline. We really don't know much of anything, do we? We're just listening to the media and the politicians, and they're all trying to figure it out. And what we really need to be doing is paying attention to the doctors. <laughs> paying attention to the people who are actually there dealing with it. And, and let's get some input from them because they're the ones who actually know what's going on. Anyways, about today's episode. So here in Los Angeles, I'm a member of a, a men's professional group called METAL. It stands for Media Entertainment Technology Alpha Leaders. And we really focus on coming from a heart-centered place where we encourage each other. We support one another. Uh, we allow a, a space for there to be um, an emotional, um, let's say, emotional exercises where we become less inside and more uh, less internalized and more externalized. Anyways, it's a very positive group. It's one of the best things I've ever found here in Los Angeles. And today we had on Jim Quick. And if you're not familiar with who Jim Quick is, he has a podcast. It's popular, beyond popular. Um, I can't even begin to express how much I've learned from him. I've referenced him on the show before. So if you're in the mood for some Jim Quickness, I would recommend you go to iTunes. Um, you check out his podcast. It's called The Quick Brain with Jim Quick. Um, his last name really is Quick. It is not something he did for Hollywood. <laughs> I know that a lot of people even think that my last name, Mogul, is something that I've changed it to that is legitimately my name. Anyways, back to Jim Quick. This dude is just absolutely fantastic. I've I've talked to him during the middle. Uh, we're all doing this on Zoom now, and he's been this is the second time I've seen him speak. 
Uh, I love his quick brain podcast. He talks to you about how to memorize things better, or how to read faster, or just how to internalize information so that you actually learn it, right? Like one of his big things is learn anything faster. Um, he's got videos on YouTube that you can go check out. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Anyways, don't turn me off to go listen to him right now. Let's finish this episode together. Then you can go check out Jim Quick. So, Again, super honored that you're here. Not going to take a, a ton of your time today. Going to be very focused on getting this episode done in under 30 minutes. And I wasn't really sure what I was going to talk about um, when the I, before I got to metal today because all the episodes that I had prepared were all going to be about being in school. Like I had a whole episode prepared about how to maintain your uh, your mindset and your momentum even with spring break, right? Because we all like to go off and have a good time during that. All these episodes I had prepared, they no longer are um, pertinent to what we're going through now. So I'm really just starting to see things that are going on, read what I read, and I'm just pulling them out. Well, Jim Quick really gave me some clarity on what to talk about today because he came on and, and really talked about his five C's about what you can be doing right now during the COVID corona crisis while you're in quarantine. And so we're going to go over his five C's today and uh, give you guys an idea of what his mindset is during all of this. And the beauty of it is, is I already found that I was doing uh, a majority of these things on a daily basis. And this will give you an idea of some things that you can start to think about. Because a lot of people keep saying, well, we have all of this time, so now what are we going to do with all of this time? That's true for some people. Some of us have a lot of time because we're no longer going to our 9-to-5 job. Um, if for those of you who are you know, um, non-traditional students, um, I know I have a lot of listeners who don't have anything to do with the college and university system um, who just found this and, and just like the things that I'm talking about. And so not everybody... Um, found themselves with an inordinate amount of time because they, they weren't doing the 9 to 5. Yes, you don't have to go to classes now. You don't have to go to your college job right now. Uh, perhaps, it depends if you work for a, a restaurant that can do a lot of takeouts. If you work for a Walmart or a grocery store, you're still working probably overtime. But I really don't think that there's as much time as people think there is, right? There is we all have the same 24 hours in the day that we had previously. Just a lot of the things that we were prioritizing have now been removed. And we'll come back, and we need to be prepared for those things when they come back. We also can be looking at ways to up-level our lives during this. So let's go through Jim's five C's. The first one he has is clarity. Um, what is it you want to be doing? Where do you want your life to go? What is the story you will tell people about how you survived thrived in this COVID crisis, right? Now, I've talked a lot about survive versus thrive, right? When you're surviving, you're just doing whatever you can to get through each day, whether that was in college because you had too many commitments, you drank too much, you partied too much, you had something too much, right? You're just trying to survive a day versus thriving through the day, right? You can either, you know, you can either thrive in the sunshine or you can survive in the shade, right? You want to be thriving. So this is an opportunity for you to get some clarity. How was your semester going? How was your, how were your relationships going? How was your communication with yourself and what your needs were? We're going to get more into that whenever we get to care next. But what are you doing for yourself to make sure that you are, are doing 
what you need to do to stay at maximum energy level for all of the commitments that you have. Right? One of the, the one of the clarity things that I love the most whenever I really stop and ask myself, you know, what am I doing this specific task for? And when you have the clarity, it really allows you to see the purpose for what you're doing. And when you have a purpose for why you're doing something, when you know exactly what the what it will, what the next step it'll get you to, what the reason is that you're doing it, when you have the clarity in your head of the purpose, it brings about an energy that can it just cannot be quantified. Whenever I do these podcasts, I know that the clarity I have, the purpose I do these for, is to be able to help college students, university students, non-traditional, everybody who listens, to be able to give you some of the wisdom I've learned and called from all of the books and all of the NLP teachings and all of the life coaching stuff that I've done, where I've put this stuff into action with other people, have seen it work. And then I think, well, how can I get it to a broader marketplace? How can I get it to a, a, a larger demographic? How can I use this knowledge to be of service, contribute back to society, go to college campuses and start a conversation so that you understand that the actions you take today become the habits you have tomorrow. And I think that's one of the things that fuels me so deeply that burnout isn't even a question. I literally just feel energized every single day that I get up to do what I do and to continue to push forward. And whenever you sit down and ask yourself, what is it you want to be doing? Where do you want this specific action to take you? Why is it that you're doing this? Right? And then sit down. Again, I keep telling you to sit down. Stand up. I'm standing up right now as I do this show. I like to, I like to pace back and forth. You can be in whatever physical position you want to be in. <laughs> just sit there. And now I've got you sitting again. <laughs> stand there. Be wherever you want to be. And dive into the thought process of what is it what is it that you want your story to be from this covid crisis right did you just watch 15 hours of netflix every day for a month and a half or did you learn did you grow did you give something back to yourself that you otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity to prioritize because your regular semester curriculum and schedule would have been taking up that time okay so think about clarity Number two he has is care. He says self-care is not selfish, right? If you get your brain right, uh, your mind and body will follow. Not sure if he said that specifically, but that's how I paraphrased it from, his, from when he said care, right? You, what you really want, self-care is not selfish. You have to understand when is it time to take a nap? When is it time to sleep in? When is it time to go to bed early, even though everybody in your, your dorm is partying? What is it that you consider your self-care? Is it eating healthy while everyone else around you isn't? Or is it going to the gym even though you have a packed day? I love going to the gym because there's some sort of anchoring process I have created in my mind where no matter how chaotic my day seems, as soon as I go to the gym, I get grounded. I get self-centered again, not selfish, not self-centered like egotistical, but I get myself centered. When I leave the gym and come home, get my protein shake, I can come back up to my room or into my office, and I mean, boom, it is immediately like I know what I need to be doing now. 
I mean, the night before I go to sleep, I'm always thinking about what is my one priority and my and my four focuses. Go back to episode two if you need to know more about that. Tom Rigsby is going to be coming back on again so we can dive into this a little bit more because the priority four focuses has really just continuously changes my life. It uplevels my productivity. Um, and that's not what care is going to be about right now. We're not going to sit here and focus on production because I really, I, I'm huge on productivity. I really don't think I have a good day or a bad day. I either have a productive day or not as productive day. Uh, that may not be the best way. Um, some people might not think that that is the best way for me to uh, grade my days, if you will, but it works for me and that's what I like to do. So you need to understand what is it you consider self-care for you. Not what somebody else considers self-care for you. Not what somebody else considers self-care for them. What do you consider self-care for yourself? If it means that you stay up all night and you and you work and you and you do your studying and you write your papers, if that works for you, it works for you. Everybody has a different system. Tons of people tell me I need to slow down, I need to take it easy, I need to stop and smell the roses and enjoy the journey. I will enjoy the journey of this process of growing this career and moving forward into my meant to be however I see fit. You need to take on that same mentality. The people who out there that we admire, the ones who write the autobiographies and that we scoop them up and we read, you know, whether it be the Steve Jobs or the Richard Bransons or um, name a politician that you've cared about, name a millionaire that you've cared about, a musician, an artist, an athlete. We read those books because we want to know the stories behind what fueled them. What are the stories behind what fuels you? And only worry about that. When it comes to self-care, it is your version, not anyone else's. Is it long-term sustainability, something that you should question when you're thinking about care? To a, to a certain degree, right? To, to a certain degree, you should look at long-term sustainability. But with college, in the college world, it's like each semester is its own chapter in a book, or it's its own book in itself, and it becomes a series, right? What works for you one semester may not work for you the next, but if you're clicking along and you're getting great grades and you feel energized and you feel enthusiastic and you're eating healthily and you're being able to exercise and you're being able to keep your, your, your mind and your body and your spirit and everything up and moving, then don't necessarily question what it is that you're doing um, in, as, in as much, I mean, you want to be questioning what you're doing, but don't question what you're doing as if it's wrong. Question yourself of it. Is this right? Does this feel right? Is this working for me? Right? Use that toward energy that we've talked about. Use positive words rather than negative words like, you know, is this going to hurt me? Is this the wrong thing to be doing right now? Don't use the, the negatives. Use the positives. Is this the right thing for me doing? Is this helping me right now? Versus is this the wrong thing for me to be doing? Is this hurting me right now? Right? When we use words in our head, Right, we can. Our brain doesn't hear a negative. When I tell you not to think about a pink elephant, you're going to think about a pink elephant until I tell you to think about a blue llama. Now you're picturing a blue llama. the The mind doesn't hear the no, right? It just sees the words. It hears the thought. So if you say to yourself, "Am are my actions wrong for me right now?" Then your mind will be looking for ways that it's wrong for you right now. Versus, "Am I doing this right for me right now?" Then your mind is looking for ways that, that what your self care and your actions are right for you. 
doesn't mean that you won't see the things that don't need work, that you won't see the negative consequences. It just frames it in a different way so that you're looking more for the positive. The, the negatives will stand out just as much as they would have if you would asked the negative question. But you want to be seeing the positives. It's like a pro and con list. If there's 20 pros and only two cons, then you're probably, probably doing it right. Unless the cons are, I'm going to have a heart attack at 22. <laughs> then you're not. <laughs> so think about your care, okay? I got off on a little diatribe there, but I really believe that self-care is so important in my addiction recovery and everything that I do in my life now. I'm constantly asking myself, how is this taking care of myself? Number three of the C's, he's got five of them, contribute. You can't be in service and feel fear at the same time. That's his quote. I'm pretty sure it's his quote. Maybe it's paraphrasing his quote. Don't want to call it his quote in case I'm wrong. Don't want to upset him. But the point is, he did say something to the effect of you can't be in service and feel fear at the same time. Fear, you can't feel anxiety. You can't feel stress. When you are in service, you are in the moment. You are present. If somebody needs your help and they... they a friend of yours just broke their wrist and you go into service mode and now you're putting them in the car and you're racing them to the hospital and you're helping them get all figured out, right? There's not a lot of time to have anxiety and fear and stress when you're in the moment of action. We talk about taking action in the book. It's the, it's my fourth principle. When you're taking action, you are in momentum. And we're going to get to capabilities and creativity here soon and they're going to talk a little bit more about that. But specifically now, with this COVID corona crisis going on, the beauty of it is, is there's a lot of opportunities to contribute to your family, to your home, to your neighborhood, to the general community in ways that you don't even necessarily have to leave the house, right? You can say positive things on social media, or you could help somebody in your house uh, clean their room that they've always wanted to do. You can, uh, perhaps there's a, an elderly person in your building. You can find out what they need from the grocery store and you can go get it for them so that they don't have to leave the house. There are always ways to contribute. You just have to find the one that sparks you. I'm a huge proponent for um, animals, um, especially bears, bees, and otters. And I love to death all animals, but if somebody was going to say, well, you need to volunteer at an animal for, for an animal, pick the animal that you like the most, because that's going to be the one that fires you up. Somebody else who likes giraffes can go and, and be of service to the giraffe community. You know, it's just like whenever I used to run half marathons for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Everybody's wearing their heart on their sleeve at, at these runs, right? 5K, 10K, half marathon, full marathon, whatever it might be. Everybody's got something that they're supporting while they do it. Majority of people, right? If you've done any of these events, you're, you're familiar with breast cancer and testicular cancer. And there's, uh, there's ones for cerebral palsy and there's, there's Crohn's. And, and name a disease, name, na- name something that humans struggle with overcoming. And there is a charity that's raising money for it and having people run in order to complete the charitable contribution. I chose Crohn's and colitis. That's the one that fires me up because that's the disease that killed my mom. You might have your own that, that you care about because it affected you directly. Somebody in your, your family or your friend's network had to deal with that directly. So when it comes time to contribute, find ways that spark you to want to contribute. I, 
I remember telling somebody once I have this idea for a uh, a nonprofit that would I, this might be physically impossible and ridiculous on top of that, but I wanted to take oil drilling equipment into the middle of deserts and drill down until the water. Uh, a water source was found and then get that water back up on the surface so that animals out in the middle of the desert would have something to drink so that they could live. And the person asked me, well, why don't you do that for humans? Humans need water too. And I'm like, because I care about the animals. Somebody else who cares about the water for humans, that's what they can go do. Water.org, a nonprofit started by Matt Damon. They're the ones out there making wells for humans. Somebody's already doing that. So don't let somebody else tell you what your time and energy of contribution should go toward. You find the thing that sparks you and you go at it. Because if you start doing something that sparks someone else, at some point you're, it's, you're, you will get tired of it. You will get bored of it because it won't be what sparks you. You have to find the things that spark you. Not, not just in your contribution, but in your entire life. Because that's what gives you the purpose. That's what gives you the clarity of your reason. And that's what gives you the energy to continue. And again, I love this idea of using oil drilling equipment to find water sources in deserts because lions and elephants and crocodiles and every, all the other animals are really thirsty. <laughs> and a lot of those deserts uh, were exacerbated and the growth of them continued unabated because of human actions. But anyways, that's not the pulpit I'm going to get on to today. Fourth C that Jim Quick talks about is creative. He mentioned that Shakespeare wrote many great play, wrote many great plays and pieces during the Great Plague. You know, you can either ruminate or you can create. You can either grow during all of this or you can shrivel. There's a, again, do you have a ton of time? That's you, that's everyone else's perspective about their life. Some people have a ton of time. Some people don't have a ton of time. Some people, we all have the same amount of time. How do you see the amount of time that you have now that we're going through the Corona and COVID quarantine? right? Either way, this is an opportunity for you to be creative. You can be creative in how you entertain yourself with your family at home. You can, cre- can be creative about how you learn. It can be creative about how you exercise. It can be creative about how you eat. Uh, the, uh, creative about how you're spending your time with social media and television and streaming services. There are always ways to be creative around you. Look for areas in your life that you would like to have spark you a little bit more, and you can spin that up, and you can be more creative in what you're doing on a day-to-day basis to continue to up-level yourself and keep that momentum that you've been you know, creating for your whole semester up to this point. Or you can say, you know what, that wasn't working, me, working for me so much. Maybe I should try something new today. Right? Creativity is only encumbered by your mindset. It will only be held back by the beliefs you have about the amount of creativity that's within you. For me, I know that once I get a creative idea down on paper, it can begin to expand. As long as it stays in my mind, it, it's, it's not as tangible. It doesn't, it's almost like it doesn't even exist because it's just the thought. It's like writing my book. I just sat down one day and wrote a chapter. Once it took me three hours to write a chapter, and I knew there were seven chapters, I just did the math and was like, okay, that's 21 21 hours to write seven chapters, and there's an intro and outro. Imagine that takes three hours each. Okay, so I'm looking at close to 30 hours. So I just said, for the next five days, I'm writing for six hours each day, and I wrote a book in 30 hours. I had done a ton of research. I had prepared myself for it, but overall, it literally took me from start to finish 30 hours to write the book. 
Now, all the editing and everything else only made that number grow and grow and grow. But the point is, in order to be creative, I had to get out of my head and I had to just start. I only felt limited by my ability to write a book by the fact that I had not started to write the book. And once I started, momentum carried me along the way. My creativity stepped in and before I knew it, it was done. This is exactly how you can do it for yourself as well. Figure out something that you want to be creative about, something you, is it a passion, talent, skill, hobby. Figure out something that you want to do and get creative and figure out how to take that first step. It's magical. It's amazing. And his fifth C, capabilities. It will grow your capabilities exponentially. In a way that you didn't even know you could grow, you will. If you use your creativity to start to expand your mind, right? You contribute around yourself. You're taking care of yourself with your care and you have clarity of purpose, which creates energy. All of these come down to your capabilities. I'm sorry, they don't come down to your capabilities. They add up and grow your capabilities. What are you using these next few weeks to do? Uh, a, A talent, passion, skill, hobby that you've always wanted, pick it up, learn it. See, what do you, it's all about expanding versus contracting. Right? You want to be expanding yourself, not contracting yourself. And when I finish these episodes but with, by saying be inclusive over and not exclusive, inclusive to me is expansion. It's expanding your world. It's inviting everybody in, listening to their opinions, and whether you agree with them or not, you accept that they have their own perspective on life and you have yours, and that you know they're allotted theirs as much as it doesn't start to harm and hurt other people. Right? We we want to be inclusive. If 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 being inclusive about your rights contracts somebody else's rights, right? Then we have to have that conversation about wh- where is that going to be. Um, an amenable action by society, right? And again, I'm not going to get up on that pulpit because there's a lot of different ways that our current um, political system, our per- current social views and values are starting to drastically contradict with one another. And that is something that, that is just a very, very difficult topic to get into, um, especially at the end of a show. And not <laughs> Right? Like, there, there's some things that, look, we're in college and we're doing the university thing. You should be expanding and not contracting. You should be inclusive, not exclusive. Your capabilities will grow the more you expand outwards. The more you realize that everything that you can or cannot accomplish is based on your mindset. You are not fixed. This is why the first principle in my book is develop a growth mindset. You have the ability to grow and learn and adapt no matter what. It might take a much longer time than somebody else, right? Somebody else might pick up algebra really fast and and you struggle with it, but you might be able to read a book and bust out a 10-page summary uh, term paper on it in three hours and it could take them 30 hours. Everybody has their own talents and and passions and skills and hobbies that they've cultivated within themselves. And that it does not um, throw shade at you because you don't do it as fast or as good as them. It is just what you have cultivated within yourself versus what somebody else has cultivated within themselves. It's like singing. One of the members of metal, his name's Steven, world-class, world-famous opera singer. This dude's just amazing. And 
you hear his story, and um, he didn't crawl as a baby. Um, he talked with a lisp. He had bad posture. He had some really, really insane challenges to overcome, and he was not born a great singer. He actually decided much later into his life, I think it was in his teen years, um, and even on into his 20s, that he wanted to be a singer. So, and don't hold me on the age range. Let's just say it wasn't like he woke up at four years old singing into a toothbrush and was ready to go on American Idol. He had to work his ass off to get good enough to even try out for these operas. And before you know it, well, not really before you know it, after years of hard-ass work is how I should frame this, years of hard-ass work, he is now known throughout the opera community as one of the best in the business. But he had to work his tail off on it. If he'd have gone into that with a, with a contraction mindset, with a fixed mindset, thinking, well, I've never been a singer, therefore I can't sing, he would never have cultivated that talent within himself. And I tell you this story because he's, he loves to, t- to say whenever he gives a speech or a presentation that everyone can sing. It's just society who tells us whether it's good or not. When you're in the shower, don't you feel like you're amazing? <laughs> don't you feel like your capabilities of singing are second to none? Of course you do. Because you're singing and you're having a great time and you're enjoying yourself and no one's there to judge you. Take that kind of mentality into the rest of your life and realize that your contributions and your capabilities can grow if you're willing to take the time, put in the energy, and see it through to the end. So that's Jim Quick's five C's. Clarity, care, contribute, creative capabilities. Right, So you can just think about your, your clarity of mind, your care towards yourself, your contributions, your creativity, and your capabilities. Right, I love my office slash bedroom because I call it my creativity cocoon. Because everything about it is set up to just spark me in a way that I cannot replicate this environment anywhere else. I can get work done in other environments, specifically if it's, you know, sending out LinkedIn messages or calling up people or interviewing them for the podcast. I can do that in other environments, but there is no other environment that is as welcoming to me creating as the one I have built and developed for myself here in my Hollywood house. I have tried going off and getting offices to seem more professional to the outside world, and it has not worked for me. And then I'll look around, and I'm like, why am I trying to be, quote-unquote, professional for the outside world when a majority of the time they're not even here to see the area in which I'm working in? It's like an Olympic athlete. They'll end up one day on a podium, and they have worked their tail off in the shadows in the darkness where no one's paying attention to them. And it doesn't matter if their training facility is state-of-the-art or if it's just this old rickety building. It's all about the amount of effort and the ability to continue to pursue. Effort and the ability to continue to pursue. You don't have to have the best training facility. You just have to have the willingness to continue to train. No doubt there are many an athlete who stood up on the top of a podium who did not have the world-class training facilities while someone who did sat in the audience watching them get the gold medal. Do not think that your environment dictates what you can achieve. Regardless of what kind of house or apartment or dorm or wherever it is that you may have found yourself during this COVID quarantine, that does not dictate 
what you can or cannot achieve. Be creative. Find that quiet little place. Sit down. Decide what it is you want to do. Have that clarity. Take care of yourself during this. Contribute when you can, but also take time for yourself. Be creative in whatever it is that you want to do. Be creative in the execution of it. Be creative in how you go about doing it. Understand that your capabilities are only limited by what you think they are, not what they can be. And this is just my little add-on here about the environment, is that do not let it dictate to you what you can or cannot achieve. This just came out of nowhere. I didn't even expect this to be how I finished up the show. But I'm hearing from a lot of people who contact me through my various social media channels that, you know, I had to go back home and, you know, my brothers and sisters are constantly annoying me or I'm stuck in a house with four or five people and we're starting to get crazy. And it's like we don't have a backyard. We don't have a back patio. There's nowhere I can just go sit and have some quiet space. And I'm like... I don't know what your world is. I cannot even begin to fathom what every single one of you have found yourself during this. But there is a way to find a space that you can call your own. When I was a kid, I used to go and, and I used to put a, a lamp in my closet and close the door and, and sit in my closet so that I could just sit in there and read and work and not hear anything else from around the house. Yes, my parents fought and argued from here to from time to time, and definitely my sister would come in and out of my room whenever she saw fit. But there was just something about being in this tiny little closet and just being able to sit there. Again, it was like a cocoon. It's like that door was closed. No one was going to come in there and look for me. Truth, I mean, really, literally, I'd come out of there after like three or four hours of reading, and people were like, where the heck were you? Right? So there's creatively, I just figured out a way to have my own little creativity cocoon. And now as a, now that I'm older, I have one. It's just a little bit brighter than the closet. So that's it for today. Again, just do whatever you can do to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and those around you. Have some clarity, care, contribution, creativity. Understand your capabilities grow whenever you see that they can. And just move forward because this will all end at some point. This is only temporary. By no means is this a World War Z, I am legend, the walking dead. All right? This is, this, is, this is definitely a calamity as far as the world goes. We are losing thousands of people because of the coronavirus, but we will survive it. And this is your opportunity to figure out how you're going to thrive rather than just survive. Some people will just survive. You can thrive. Thank you so much for listening to me. Again, I'm sorry I went over by about five minutes, but that's pretty much the way I do it, isn't it? <laughs> As always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. 